people of curiosity, people of unusual or traveled circumstance usually find themselves unsatisfied with the conventional answers. And then you can add the fact that over the last hundred years, what has come into the toolbox of, of thinking Westerners is a whole array of consciousness-altering substances that were not there before. And they accelerate, accentuate the, the dissolution of sanctioned uh, paradigms. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hoosier Sophisticate here on WGNU 920 AM, Facebook Live, Hoosier Sophisticate. We've got, we're also streaming live on Mycelial Media on YouTube. We've got Reverend Danny Nemu just learning us a little bit about uh, psychedelics and their place in the Bible and in our history. Uh, we left off talking about the manna from heaven and how it might be ergo. Let's uh, let's pick that up from there, uh, Danny. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's pick up with the manna a little bit. People have all the questions about manna, so let's let's expound on that a little bit. Okay, I enjoyed those messages, especially Terence hearing that particular voice. Yeah, so we got with manna, right? Like you know, people people tend to think of manna falling out of the sky as food aid packages or something like that. But it's really uh, not the case. If you look at the, the well, the Hebrew word man, um, uh, it, it well actually is a Bedouin word uh, which means secretion. And um, well, the Hebrew, get, the Hebrew gets a little bit complicated. But what, what, it, what is manna? Right? It's described in the following way. Um, it's described as the appearance of it is uh, white pellets. Uh, the line is like this. It says, and it was like carrion, coriander seed, white, and taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Um, ergot, when uh, ergot is a fungus, and it affects various um, different plants, um, including plants in the in the Middle East. Uh, and what what happens is it, it, it makes a, a secretion kind of come out of the come out of the plant. And this secretion, if it dries on the plant, it forms. Guess what? Little white pellets around the sides of the size of coriander seeds. If it drops onto the ground, it splashes, and then it then it dries as a kind of frost on the ground, which is the other description of manna in the Bible. It's described as a white frost-like thing that's found on the ground. Right? It's also described, as I mentioned, as having a honey taste. Uh, ergot secretion does actually have a honey taste. But it very rapidly decays, and it, and manna in the Bible is also described as very rapidly decaying. This is a line that says, um, "Bake that which ye shall bake and seethe." Uh, sorry, bake that which ye shall bake today and seethe, as in boil that which you will boil, and that which remaining over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. Um, so this is what happens on the, uh, if you bake it before. The uh, before you go to bed, you find it all right in the morning. But if you don't bake it, basically, if you leave it until the following day, 
Moses says it's going to be rotten and uh, it's going to be full of worms. And the following day, lo and behold, manna has become rotten and full of worms. So we don't get rapid decay like that except out of the fungal kingdom. Um, so that's kind of a couple of reasons why it's, um, I think it's manna. But there's others as well. For example, it's found um, along with water. So there's three different wildernesses, the wilderness of Shur, uh, and then the wilderness of Sin, and the wilderness of Sinai or Sinai. Um, in the wilderness of Shur, they don't find water, and they don't find manna either. When they get to the wilderness of Sin, the second wilderness, they find both water and they find manna. And obviously you can't have ergot if you don't have vegetation, and vegetation needs water. It's also found at the right time of year. It's found in the spring in the Bible, and that's when ergot comes out of its dormancy. I guess, but most interestingly, is this thing about quail, because right, the quail meat, quails falling out of the sky, looks pretty miraculous. If that happened, I'd be pretty surprised. A whole load of quails when I was hungry falling out of the sky. But that's not described as, as miraculous in the Bible. We don't, don't talk about it very much. Man, quail aren't isn't called angel's food. It's manna that's called angel's food, which raises the question, why is it called angel's food? You know, what's so special about it? Um, perhaps it's because it takes you up to the level of the angels uh, rather than it comes from the angels. So here's a really interesting line in, uh, in the Bible. Let me just find it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's in Exodus again. And all the people are seeing the voices and the flames and the sound of the trumpet. This is a line from Mount Sinai. This is when Moses goes up the mountain and everyone looks on, all the Israelites looked on together. All the people are seeing the voices and the flames and the sound of the trumpet. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen voices before or seen the sound of a trumpet, but if you have, you are probably tripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, That's I'm still tripping. synesthesia, right? <laughs> synesthesia is the mixture of two yep. different senses. So seeing sounds is something that happens when you're on acid, happens when you might be having an epileptic fit, or occasionally, like, okay, some people have it normally. Uh, listening to this the show. Only of, <laughs> we'll do it to some people. That's the only uh, example of synesthesia in the entire Bible, is that line. And when does it happen? It happens when everybody is eating manna. And interestingly, it's also the only example in the whole Old Testament of a collective revelation, because as I said before, before the break, most, most of the time when someone sees something, when Moses sees the burning bush, he sees it alone, you know. Uh, often someone will see an angel, but someone else won't see it. But this is a time when everybody sees something together, and everybody is also eating manna at that particular moment. And they see it in a kind of, well, they see sounds, so they have this kind of synesthesia thing going on. Um, wow. So those are just, I mean, there's, um, there's a little bit more to it, which I go into more in, in my book, which is called Neuro Apocalypse. Uh, by the Reverend Danny Nemo. You can get that on Amazon. Um, the, but uh, we, we will have yeah, some people go get it. Yeah, we, we've we, posted on the page, and people are loving it so far, man. You've been terrific. Steve, you got another one? Yeah, and you can tell us to shut up at any time because <laughs> I will talk to you till the show is over, <laughs> sir. Um, I, I got to... Uh, I got to ask you, did you have a very profound psychedelic experience that led you down this path? Um, Allegedly. Where do I begin? Oh. <laughs> um, well, here, here's the thing. Um, my, my, my particular lineage is, um, is an ayahuasca lineage. That's kind of what I'm into. It's a Brazilian ayahuasca lineage. And um, about a year after I started uh, drinking that, um, I had a, yeah, I did. I had a really, really strange experience. I wasn't actually on ayahuasca at the time, but um, I had a similar feeling to what I, what I had had a lot on ayahuasca, which was um, um, how do I describe it? Kind of energy running up and down my spine. Uh, it felt like being on ecstasy, actually. Um, and uh, I was at a party. I wasn't on anything at all. 
And uh, it was quite antisocial because I just sat there really enjoying myself, uh, having having this fantastic experience. But then when I got home that night, um, I couldn't sleep, but I did have a very strong urgency to write, and I started writing. Uh, and that continued for about a year. Um, not that particular session, but over that year, I would um, not be able to sleep, and then suddenly I'd get a really urgent, compulsive idea, and I'd write it out, and I started writing these things, and I, and I collected about 90 bits of paper, which all went into, and they're all scrawls in horrible writing, and they all went into an envelope. And then at some point, a friend of mine who'd read some writing I'd, written, I'd done on the internet, she asked me if I'd written anything else, and I said, well, yeah, I've just you know, just these kind of scraps of paper. And she said, well, can I read them? And I said, probably not, they're illegible. They're just scraps uh, of kind of insane uh, ramblings late at night. And anyway, so I read some of them to her, and she helped me categorize them and uh, formed them into what then became, uh, well, three books, actually. My first book is called Science Revealed. My second book is Neuro Apocalypse. The third one I'm still writing. So to answer your question, yes. <laughs> That's well, awesome, man. So you're, you say your lineage is with ayahuasca. Uh, there is a psychedelic out there that I am uh, very interested in because it seems like it's the shaman that speak about it down where – the ayahuasca industry, or it's almost kind of gross what's kind of happening down in Peru. It's good. A lot of people are finding them, but it's like a tourist thing now. But a lot of them talk about how maybe they came across this profound medicine that's really only for the well-traveled shaman, and it's Vilca. Do you have any uh, background in Vilca, any knowledge of Vilca? Vilca, I think I think it's another name for yopo. It's like a little flat um, purplish seed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I believe like maybe it's a snuff of some sort, kind of like hape. Yeah, yeah, you make it into a snuff. Yeah, I've actually I, I got some in the market in Bolivia uh, once. Just um, at the store. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to take it in quite a large dose. It's funny, you know, like, yeah. Um, so I do have some um, experience with it, yeah. Um the reason I like ayahuasca and my, particularly my lineage, which is diming, is that, that around the ayahuasca there's a whole load of ritual. It's a very tight ritual. It's a very um, uh, kind of well-constructed ritual, and it and it focuses the experience in a very specific direction. When I personally took uh, yopo, which is also called wilka, um, I didn't do it in any kind of ceremonial um, setting. I, I, uh, I one time I smoked it, and one time I I, I, I sniffed it and um, made it into a snuff and then sniffed it. And both times, because I wasn't, you know, like I said, uh, it wasn't directed, it wasn't ritualized in any particular fashion. Um, I did, yeah, I did see some stuff, but it didn't really fit in together into anything meaningful, right. which isn't the case with more, I mean, not just with ayahuasca, but with more kind of care taken over uh, these uh, various plants is that they, you know, the visions mean something to me and I can get something out of it and I can bring something back. You know, Terence McKenna talks about talks about bringing stuff back. You know, you don't want to bring back whales, but you don't want to bring back, I think he says sardines, but, you know, bring something back that you can deal with. Like so, yeah, I have, I have tried it, but I, I, I haven't got, I, you know, I haven't done it with in the, in the right setting to have sure. got too much out of it. I do have a big, big sack of them at home, though. Oh, well, let's hang out. My ass. <laughs> you're, you're, you're invited to our uh, annual flow trip. We have a question, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to broaden it a little bit. We had a, we had a listener ask, uh, what is your take on the small scroll from the book of Revelation? But what I, I want to make that a little bit broader and say we've talked a lot about you know, Exodus and, and maybe you know, earlier on in the Bible. Is there some, some psychedelic undertones to the book of Revelations? I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's uh, it's it's, it's an extremely trippy book. Um, 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I... I mean, the answer is I don't know. The, the scroll, which... Um, what is it? It's when you taste it, it tastes like honey, and then it uh, and then it makes you sick. I think that's 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 the deal with the scroll. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very very psychedelic, doesn't sure. it? Um, the whole visionary stuff, you know, seeing the angels, the playing trumpets, the end of the world stuff. Um, I find it kind of fascinating. The Book yeah. of Revelation, um, <clears throat> but my um, my my uh, my field is Old Testament is Old Testament stuff. Uh, I'm interested in in the many different God names. Uh, and how they work together. I'm interested in the fact that, you know, El Shaddai tells Abraham to sacrifice his son, and then the angel of Yahweh says, don't sacrifice your son. And you've got these two different God names saying different things, and Abraham has to choose. I like the kind of, the, you know, the, the dueling gods, the, 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 the different God names who argue with each other, um, and how that plays out through, uh, through mankind's inter- interactions with them. And in fact, I like, I like, I like, the, I like the stories of, of you know, Moses arguing with God, for example, saying, turn away from this evil which you're about to do. Um, uh, I, I like that kind of stuff. And you get, further, you get kind of later into the apocalyptic literature, uh, into the, the Greek texts and all that kind of stuff. It's quite a different conception of God. Um, the father, this idea of the Father comes in in, uh, in the Gospel, which is you know, beautiful and interesting in its own way. Um, but um, it's 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 a very different theology, and and actually the language is very different as well. Greek, this is something else I go into my book. My book's a lot about uh, about linguistics, comparative linguistics, looking at what's the difference between Indo-European languages like Greek and English, and uh, Afro-Asiatic languages like uh, Hebrew. And Hebrew is an extremely, as I think I explained a little bit before, a very very flexible language where one word can mean a whole load of different stuff, whereas Greek. It's very different. You know, in Greek, a word means something. And in fact, uh, Aristotle's laws of logic kind of state this. Uh, and it's based on Greek grammar. You know, he says something either is one thing or it is another thing. You can't have it being both things at the same time, which is, um, um, well, A, it's not really, it's, it's certainly not a Hebrew way of looking at things. Um, and also, you know, in, in the book of John, you know, uh, I find that in the beginning of it, um, in the beginning was... Uh, was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. You know, the Word was God, and the Word was with God at the same time, which means it's two things at the same time. I mean, that first line is an affront to Aristotelian philosophy, you know, the idea that something can be one thing or the other, which is based on Greek grammar. Um, so, yeah, I'm more interested in how Hebrew fits together and how Greek fits together and how all the God names uh, are. I don't know much. I, don't, I can't say too much intelligent about the, uh, about the Book of Revelation other than, wow, that's really, really trippy. The small scroll, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone put paper in their mouth and tripped, or even honey in their mouth yeah. and tripped. So. <laughs> a little bit of both. Oh, indeed, yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it's about, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got one more question for you. Um, do you think there's any connection, uh, do you think psychedelics could, psychedelics could possibly be a connection you know, within people and maybe shamans and shamanism throughout the world, that maybe there's this, uh, there's this connectivity between them all? Do you have any theories on that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely the potential there for us to to get together in various different ways. Um, yeah, psychedelics break down edges, they break down boundaries. Um, that's why they're so fun. So I'll give you an example, you know, I remember taking mushrooms one time underneath a tree in, uh, in Wales, and I remember seeing how the, um, you know, the, uh, the leaves were kind of blending into the sky i could almost feel and see the air trafficking between the leaves and the sky and i could feel the roots going down to the earth 
I can feel myself kind of melding into that whole process of the breath of that tree and the life, the process of that tree. And the edges weren't there, you know, the edges kind of melted away. In fact, where does a root end and a, yeah. and a, no doubt. And the soil begin, you know, it's a real, it's something we impose on there. So yeah, definitely, you know, psychedelics can be a bridge between people. I mean, a, a good example with this, you know, for example, my, uh, I have a, uh, my wife, for example, I might say something along the lines of, oh, I think one day, oh God, my wife's a nightmare, and then I take a rather large dose of something, and, um, you know, the edges change a little bit. The edges get a bit softer. Maybe she's not a nightmare. Maybe I, maybe we're both a nightmare together. Maybe you know, there's, there's something collective going on here. Um, maybe maybe it's part of a process that she's that, that, that's going on there. You know, maybe I'm the nightmare. Things kind of move around. And in fact, this is why I find so fascinating what Nachmanides says uh, about breaking up the words of the Bible to reveal different secrets. Because if you put the edges in different places, you know, if you think of um, a person as the, the the product of his family, for example, or her family, you know, you can start to pick apart someone's psychology in a different way. You know, if you see someone reacting in a way you don't like, or you might think, well, that's that person. But actually, that's also the influence of their family. So you can move the edge around. So when we look at something, when we, when we, when we decide to put the edges in a different place, then, yeah, it reveals different secrets. However, what I would say is that um, it might be a little bit naive for us to um, hope that just taking psychedelics will bring us all together, because you alluded to uh, Iowa no the jungle and the tourism around it has become really complex. And it's not, you know, it's not bringing people together in the jungle. It's making some people make a whole lot of money in one evening by serving up ayahuasca to gringos, you know, more than someone else in their tribe might make in the entire year. That doesn't bring people together. That pulls people apart. So I'd say the, the careful and respectful use of psychedelics, yeah, yeah, it can bring us all together into a lovely family. Um, the way that uh, a lot of us are using psychedelics without so much care, without so much respect for the traditions that they come from, um, no, I don't I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that psychedelics make you better. And in fact, what you often see is psychedelics will make your ego expand and then it will fill up any container that it will find. So you get a lot of people go off to the jungle, they drink ayahuasca six times, and now they're a shaman and <laughs> yep. sometimes out of their bum. And um, they're distributing ayahuasca and doing all kinds of dodgy things. Yeah, so we've got to be careful with that. We've got to be, got to be careful with power tools, you know. I think. And it, on that point, actually, I just want to go ahead. I just want to, just want to let me just uh, continue just for a second because I don't think I explained something very well earlier. I, I really want to encourage people to be careful with their doses, including with things like myrrh, including with things like frankincense. So the correct dose of frankincense is, like I said, about the size of two peas. Myrrh. You know, um, take a small bit, no way near about two peas. But, um, you know, smoke that. Smoke that with cannabis. It's marvelous. <laughs> Do a bit of frankincense, put it together. Fair enough. But go easy with your doses, you know, uh, especially with ergot. And, and, yeah, ergot obviously is a poisonous thing. It needs to be treated. It needs to be, it needs to be um, you know, you, you, don't, don't mess around with ergot unless you really <laughs> know what you're doing. Um, I, I love you rapping. Of how to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm just rambling. No, please keep rambling. Please, I, we're so we're so caught up. I, we love it. So yeah, no one wants to hear what we have to say after this. Please, <laughs> we're, we're like we're it up as soon as you're done. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just something coming back to this idea of, uh, of manner. You know, the way that you the way that you prepare manner, uh, the way you prepare ergot rather is you first you have to grind it up and then you have to boil it or rather put it into solution. And what that does is it separates the soluble and the insoluble. The insoluble fraction in ergot is poisonous. You don't want to eat that. But the soluble fraction, that which stays in the water, um, if you then bake it, 
then you can create these crystals, which are lovely. And this is the, the this is the, the way that Albert Hoffman says that you can uh, you can you can get a really powerful psychedelic out of ergot. And he says this is uh, well within the possibilities open to early man. Albert Hoffman being the man who invented LSD. But also, these are the instructions in the Bible. You know, it says in the Bible you have to bake it and then boil it. Um, and uh, sorry, you have to grind it and bake it and boil it, which is exactly the way that you produce uh, uh, LSA, which is a cousin of LSD, out of um, out of ergot. Well, thank you for the instruction. No doubt, no drugs. doubt. That, that, was like a, that was like a Master P album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, God, man, this has been awesome. Eddie, rapper, you are you are awesome, and I love the fact that uh, you ended it with that. Uh, we yeah. we famously said on the show many times uh, the most important thing I've ever done in my life was psychedelics with intention. It was an ayahuasca yep. ceremony with intention when my dad was dying. It, it, it totally changed my outlook on life, on his, on the, on the, on what I wanted to be the mercy and the, the grace of his death. And, and so, but, but that is such an important lesson. And sometimes when you start getting away from the work and you take them kind of haphazardly, yeah. it can really bust oh, yeah. you up bad. And I had an experience not too long ago where it was like it, it, a lot of fun turned into me doing things that I would, I have rules for myself when I go to those places. And when I don't, <laughs> when I don't, when I ignore those rules, I'm putting myself in harm's way. And I got the medicine will remind you real quick. Like you better bring some respect to the table when you're doing. It. You better better have an idea of where you want to go. Uh, and you might not go there, but at least you're going in with some intention. You know, uh, if you just do it kind of with an empty brain, I think Terrence McKenna talks about that. It's almost sinful, you know. And uh, I appreciate you uh, leaving that with all of our guests. We've already got people buying your book uh, in the in the in the feed. You've uh, you've taken us on quite the journey. I hope we can oh. have you on in the future. And I want to give you the chance to shout out your books. Neuroapocalypse. What was your first book again? My first book is called Science Revealed. It's currently out of print, but it's coming back into print in, um, uh, when is it, in, uh, in the autumn, or what you people call the fall. Um, and you people, then, settle people. down, all right? We had love and everything. <laughs> settle down, <laughs> mate. Depending, didn't it? Sorry. That was Australian, sorry. I'm yeah, so, so that was, um, um, Hastings is in Australia, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, right down under. So um, we have, uh, yeah, so that's the first one. The second one is Neuroapocalypse. Um, you don't need to read them in order. Neuroapocalypse, you can read straight away. Um, and then I've got a whole bunch of writing on Cypress, uh, which is P-S-Y-P-R-E-S-S uh, dot com. I think it's dot com. Or Psychedelic Press UK. I've got some stuff on there. I've just got a, an article recently, a couple of articles recently added on Prohibited, which is the word prohibited without the eyes. So it's no, I know E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked a story on it last week. Yep. Yeah, and check out you know check out the psychedelic press. Um, some of the other writers on there um, are pretty interesting as well. We all write about psychedelics. <clears throat> some of us write about uh, there's bits about microdosing. There's psychedelics and philosophy by a guy called Peter Sturstead H. There's Gillian Vane's book on um, it's called Getting Higher, which is about how to use psychedelics in ritual. He's coming from a kind of chaos magic. Uh, perspective. We just got one on the science of microdosing by um, Torsten uh, Passy, I think his second name is. And uh, yeah, yeah, take it all out there. And I want to say thank you very much for having me on. Um, it's been it's been loads of fun. You are the man. Cheers, Daniel. Thank you. So, Danny, Danny, Danny. Danny. His parents so call much. him Daniel when he's in trouble. Yeah, get those boxes unpacked. Yeah. All right, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy your new abode in Hastings, and your and your. I get it. Congratulations on if you had a baby young enough that they're teething. Congratulations on the uh, on the baby, and uh, hopefully we can have you on in the future, and you can you can take us a little further down the rabbit hole. Great. All, All right. right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. I really thanks, enjoyed Danny. it. Appreciate you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> 
crikey, mate. That was crazy. <laughs> is that a Danish accent? All right, Seth, you did it. Buddy. <laughs> you did it, Seth. You did it. Wonderful guest. He's got some stuff on my shoulder here. I need to oh, yeah. Yeah, brush that yeah. off your shoulder. He had the biggest Craig? stupid grin on his face the whole time. Dude. I wondering. loved everything he had to say. I was so just like, in your was... face, I was laughing at so many times. You're like, Mark on the boards wants to let Steve know that was Australian. So, yeah. yes, we told him. <laughs> okay. No, um, that was awesome, man. Do you want to go to break or are we going to do the moment first? Uh, we do have our new segment, yes. our new weekly segment. Yes. Uh, I just feel like after that interview, everything we do sucks. Like, I I totally... we got Brian Kessler coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> the, real, yeah. the real guest tonight. Yeah. Oh, that's he was so just good. the lead in guest. But no, that was great. That was awesome. We're definitely going to have that guy on again. But it's time for Craig Moments, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, your new favorite perfect. segment. Oh, Here is your Craig moment of the week. I always wanted to be Chandler from Friends. I wanted to be the guy that had kind of a smart-ass quip. And the really good ones, the really the guys that are really good at that, the guys and gals that are really good at that, they say it, and the people around them still know that they're loved. And I feel like maybe I've been on tilt here lately. What f***ing jerk off throws their f***ing trash all over the goddamn ditch? sucker. Man... So, you know, <laughs> and that was your Craig moment of the week. You know, some people get really fired up about stuff. What the bleeping bleep? Oh, that's so okay. Good. It's only mildly embarrassing, but seriously, don't dump your trash in a row. <laughs> yeah, no, Danny no. Nemu was awesome. We're jumping to break. On the other side, we got another friend to talk to. We're going to give you some streaming picks. We might touch on a cotillion maybe for a second again there. It's all, every, listen, everybody signed a non disclosure, okay, because of all the weirdness. We can't, yeah. we can't tell you exactly what happened My there. My buddy Squeak. Oh, Queeve is going to spill the beans. So. Yeah, you better get Queeve. That better be his real name because I don't think that's what he signed as. All right, guys. This is Hoosier Sophisticate on WGNU 920 AM. We will see you on the other side of the break. Hey, girl, where you want to go? I don't care. I just love you. Are you hungry? Do you want to get something to eat? I don't care. I'm kind of hungry. Well, what sounds good? Anything sounds good. You pick. How about some Mexican? No, I had that for lunch yesterday. How about we get some Italian food? Yeah. Okay, now you're not saying anything. You're just I just me a want look. something delicious. What does that even mean? I want to sit outside. Applebee's? Applebee's? No, Applebee's. Gross. I'm not Applebee's eating good. Applebee's. I don't know why Applebee's always fries on Applebee's. are disgusting. Applebee's is one of They're my favorite gross. Places to go I'm not eating Applebee's. I want to go to Truman's. Let's go to Truman's.
Truman's and Soulard, a place we can all agree upon. James Carlton Insurance 314-961-4800 Handsome, amazing, astonishing, astounding, fabulous, incredible, fantastical, phenomenal, prodigious, stupendous, unbelievable, wondrous, Divine, fantastical. No, seriously, he's fantastical. You got a house. Go on and get in the church. You got a car. You gotta get in the church. You got a life. Go on and get in the church. James Carlton. Carlton. Spiders are found on nearly every continent on the earth. Bugs and arachnids and insects and other little critters are vital to the earth's homeostasis, keeping our planet in balance and making all of our lives better. They are vital, beautiful little creatures. Unless you come in my house, and then I'm calling Rose Extermination. Rose Extermination! Just go Google it. I wanna let those shingles down, girl, for you. I wanna let those shingles down, boy, for you. I'm gonna do some siding, get you excited. James Hardy siding. Google it. You know I make your neighbors cry, cry. Cause we tell all the leaks go back. And you know we all do the side. Guys, Lifetime Roofing. They're the best roofers in the game. Best customer service. LifetimeSTL.com. Google them. Yanks come home. After a hard-fought battle in the Aleutian Islands, and after saving the homes, ideals, and values of free people from access domination... Our boys and girls are coming home after kicking Hitler's butt. Oh, boy. On the home front, Bell Chiropractic and Pain Management has been helping our boys and girls with back pain, primary care, and medical marijuana physician certification. The devil's lettuce. Visit Bell Cairo STL for more details. This is St. Louis Baseball Weekly. It seemed like this whole weekend was fun for you, but was there any pressure at all, or were you able to just truly enjoy all of this? 
Um, no, I, I didn't put any pressure. And I, I, I think for me, you know me, you covered me for a long time, you know, on the other side. I told myself I, I'm going to enjoy every moment. I'm going to do everything, and then, you know, I'm going to prepare myself the way that I that I prepare myself for the game, and that's what I did. You know, I enjoyed every moment, and I'm, I'm telling you, in the next couple of days here, you know, I, I probably going to really enjoy it more, you know, because it was so much and it happened so quick. St. Louis Baseball Weekly with Brian Stoll every Friday at noon right here on WGNU 920 AM. The turned on people who seem to set many of today's lifestyles are not the only ones smoking grass, popping bennies, shooting speed or dropping acid. If they were, the problem would be somewhat less tragic. That Hoosier Sophisticated Radio, baby. Presented by Mycelio Media. Streaming live on WGNU920AM.com and Mycelio Media on YouTube. Check it out. Out, out, out. In this kind of dosage, it causes a fantastic speeding up of the mind uh, function so that the person suddenly feels a rush of tremendous numbers of ideas flashing through his mind, and as a matter of fact, with hallucinogenic type overtones. There tends to be a distortion of time, and of course the person is confused, person is confused, person is confused, person is confused. We're getting weird with Stephen Gray. This is Who's Your Sophisticate on WGNU. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hoosier Sophisticate here on Welcome WGNU, back. 920 AM. Put a dot .com behind it. You can stream us live anywhere in the world. We're streaming live on Facebook. We're streaming live on YouTube, Mycelial Media. James Carlton at carltoninsurance.net made the entire first hour possible. Did you guys like that interview? Because if you did, support the people who support us. Like Rose Extermination, who makes the phone line possible. Yes. That oh, was Danny business. Nemu at Rose Extermination. They're going to kill your bugs. Uh, all of them. Every and one of your bugs. You got bugs bothering you? Call up Rose. My mosquitoes are wet gone. team. My mosquitoes are gone, Craig. Still. That's so good. My dude. yard sprayed two months ago. It's Still. so good. It's so, so I was good. getting eaten alive, sir. All right, man. Let's go back to the Rose extermination phone lines okay. for one minute. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's him. It's him. Uh, on the line, we have our buddy from the Vibe Tribe, Brian Kessler. What's happening, my brother? Hello, governors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's Reverend Namu still on the line here. We didn't Strawberry <laughs> smoothie. <laughs> What's up, boys? How What's you doing, up, buddy? Brother? Uh, hey, after this weekend, I'm doing freaking amazing. Can't get right. any better than this. I love to hear it. You're on trust. You're ready to watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. <laughs> I watched your mouth real close. So listen, yeah, we, yes, yes. We made a little announcement at, at Cotillion to get those people there. If, if you're feeling like, if you got a little FOMO, you got a little fear of missing out, you feel like you didn't get to Cotillion, we talked about an event. We've, we've, you and I have shared it out there. We've been doing it for a few years, buddy. Let's tell them a little bit about the Ray Memorial that the Vibe Tribe's putting on on August 3rd. Absolutely. Like Craig there said, Ray Annual Memorial Washer Tournament, um, August 3rd, 7107 Michigan Avenue, 63111. That would be the Spanish Society. So this year we have three recipients. Um, our boy uh, Vince Eschbacher, he's a uh, 70-year-old that just uh, was diagnosed with ALS. 
Um, also, uh, Kevin Cunningham, he was a firefighter in the city. He was also a, uh, a nurse, too, as well. And he just passed away from cancer, which is, uh, I used to call him Sweet Cub. So, really uh, close friend was, of the family, man. He was there when, my, when we did my dad's washer tournament back in the day. He was one of the guys that was there. He's always one of my uncle's best friends. Um, when I found out he was sick, he was he was my nominee, you know, um, and we thought he had a little bit more time, but it was it was super aggressive. Um, but there's still people that uh, need to need some help from the from the fallout of, of of losing a loved one. So we're gonna try and take care of Kevin's family a little bit, take care of his mom a little bit, yeah, and do absolutely. And apparently, Kevin was a um, unbelievable uh, artist as well, singer. One of the best, um, one of the best voices I've ever heard. He was pitch perfect. Better than uh, mine. This guy, I, honestly, Kev could, Kev could sing with like a, he could sing he could sing with the likes of like a Steve Perry, really a, an incredible wow. guy. He had a big voice, man. Who's yeah, the third one? We also one? have. Uh, I'm sorry. I said who's the third? Who's the, no, I said who's the third one. That's all. I I was oh, okay. Um, we have a Robert Woody Whitson here at that. Uh, he was a, he's a St. Louis City firefighter as well. He was in a bad vehicle accident in Kirksville not too long ago, about six months back. So uh, he's gone through multiple surgeries. It just it took him six months just to get back to desk duty in the fire department. So as you can imagine, uh, those bills stack up on you. So um, I mean, and some of this money too, it's going to go back to a couple other people. Um, there's some outline members too that have contacted me that just need a little help here and there, just kind of start up organizations and all that good stuff too. So we're proud to uh, to be able to do that as well. So just a little information on the tournament. Uh, registration is going to start at 10 a.m. that day. Washers at 11 o'clock. It's $80 a team. Hopefully we can get 64 teams in this tournament this year. Um, non-players, if you just want to show up and just party with us, uh, it's going to be a, you can do an all-inclusive day for $30. I mean, you can't really beat that. That's going to include your beer and your food. Um, if not, you can pay as you go. Um, and then um, – there's going to be a couple other things. We have Fred Bird will be showing up at some point in the day, probably around 1 o'clock. Man, he um, was wasted and, last year. Yeah, real he handsy. Was. Real handsy. He was. And That's a party, we that conversation. Hey, we had a meeting about it. <laughs> Couldn't he get a word out He wasn't going to do it again, you know. So, I don't know. It's, but after watching or listening to this show tonight, he's probably got some ideas. For <laughs> you never know. Fred Bird's got the ergot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, and if you like to play some chuck a you're probably going to find your boy Craig. chuck That boy, that, that, that boy was just killing it last year. So, you know, as usual, the 50-50s, the chuck And then my boy with the uh, – Cigar Lounge is going to show up again. That was that so was cool. Awesome. So, so yeah, cool. I mean that's a, that's an amazing thing there that he's got. Um, I, I I was completely surprised when no he doubt. opened that. What's up the name of them? We'll shout him out on here. Furniture out there. You know, um, Rolling Smoke. That up. Rolling Smoke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes. It was Rolling Smoke. And then uh, you also uh, didn't mention this. There is a silent auction, so maybe maybe you don't have uh, maybe you don't have some money. Maybe you have a piece of memorabilia or something you're willing to part with. If you got something you can put in a silent auction, man, get a hold of me. Get a hold of Kessler. Get a hold of any of us. We'll put it in a silent right. auction. That's a great way for you to contribute. Sometimes those those items are what make the most money. You know, something that you might you you might you might have had your fun with it. You know, um, we don't want you like yeah. used underwear or anything. But you know, I got uh, I got Bennington yeah, Stanley Cup winning jockstrap. You do? 
Well, I'm not getting rid of that. You're wearing it right? <laughs> on my face while I'm doing this <laughs> interview. It's on your head right now. Thank God you're on radio. I'll give you a dollar if you let me smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do buy smell purchases. No, it's it's honestly one of the best and and funnest days uh, in the South Side that we that you guys included me along inside, the last couple of years. Inside it's of so two cool. weeks, my two favorite events of the year happen, and that's Cotillion, and that's, that's and awesome. that's the the Wash Attorney man. Uh, this wash attorney, um, it makes you know, it makes us feel good. It's for us, right? It's selfish of us to feel so Absolutely. good for helping out, yep. helping out hey, our crew, man. I think one of the best moves we made is uh, moving it to the Spanish Society and just no being doubt. consolidated into that building. And um, you know, being the vice president there, I, I can't kick myself out. So there you go. Um, but uh, one one other thing that I want to mention too, there's another organization that's kind of helping us around with this too. It's called the Hero Network. No doubt, a good friend of mine, Charlie, Charlie Metzner. Metzner. He does extremely huge work. And uh, he was over the house today and mentioned some of the silent auction items that he's going to donate through his organization. I think there's three sets of baseball tickets that are probably worth $300 a piece. Um, there's also, I think, a blues package in there. Um, I think there's a, a Schlafly package in there that is, uh, or no, it's Anheuser-Busch for $100. And then I think you also get two cases of the Gloria beer bottles, too. Cool. So. There's going to be some really good stuff there. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of sponsors that helped out. If you can't make it and you would like to donate and you have Venmo, uh, you can go to vibe-tribe-one and donate there. Or you can contact us through vibetribestl at gmail.com as well, and we can show you the steps that you need to take from there. You're going to have a good time, and you're going to help people out. It's it's a win, 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 win. It's the best the Southside has to offer, yep, for real. No it's doubt. just the coolest little group of people that are happy to be back home and raising yep. money for, for neighbors and, and family. And, and none of us. And, like, there's, and there's a little bit of competition, too. You want to yeah. throw some washers? Go on. And none of us are like rich, you know, Frontenacians. You know, we're like these Southside hooligans. Front nations. Thank no, you. I think, the, I think the winners for the last couple of years are from Hillsboro. So, oh, God. You know, hey, and oh. I'll tell you what, it, it's it's an amazing this competition year's be out from there too. too, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about that, Brian. You're the man, brother. We love you. Uh, August third at the Spanish Society, we're going to do this thing. Ten o'clock registration. Uh, Eleven o'clock, we're kicking off. Get down there, everybody. You got anything else you want to tell these folks? No, that's about it, man. I, I just want to say I appreciate you guys for letting me get the voice out there as well. Um, you guys do awesome work, and that last interview that you guys had is probably the best thing I've heard on this show, you know, because Steve's horrible. <laughs> Shout out to Angie and uh, and the boys um, uh, because they have to put so up with, up with this. Day. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. All right. We well, love seriously, you, though, you guys are the best. I appreciate it. Love All you, buddy. Man. See you soon. All right. All right. Take care. That's our guy, Brian Kessler. Are we going to do that? I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. We like movies. So do you. We like internet. So do we. It's the streaming picks of the week. It's the streaming picks of the week. And Hulu. It's the streaming picks of the week. We like the internet and clapping too. <laughs> We're getting better. Are you watching, bro? <laughs> I thought you watching, bro. Okay, there's a couple things I'm excited about. Haven't uh, got to them yet. Um, I'm still on Stranger Things. 
Um, so good. I'm, I'm two episodes away from the end, and it is really – it's just fun. It's just a fun watch. Um, I watched that. I'm still on the Friends thing. I'm still trying to finish that. Um, I did rewatch Starsky and Hutch on Netflix. This is all on Netflix. <laughs> really good, it's a, underrated it's a, it's comedy. It's a funny comedy, man. When Ben Stiller takes that cigarette in the in the uh, room when he's interrogating the guy and smashes it in his hands. <laughs> One of my favorite parts ever. I forgot well, all about dude, it. Dude, I love the part where Owen Wilson's a mime. And he's, yes. like, he's standing on the stage. Everybody's looking at him all of a sudden. He goes... I was gonna do the glass wall again. I don't know why, but I lost my mind. So laughing. good. Um, and then what I really want to start watching. I watched part of the first episode is Last Chance You. I've been watching that the last three seasons. I think they, it's a JUCO college football. Um, this one is in Kansas. I think the last two have been in Kansas, um, and they were the worst football team, worst JUCO football team in the nation. They got this this bad mofo coach. Um, and he's coming in, he's like from South Central, and he's just a bad man. He's like a swag of pit bull running around him while he's giving his pregame speeches. It's everything uh, Hollywood and football, uh, the entertaining side of football. Because gotcha. I don't like the games that much. The behind-the-scenes stuff is unreal. Because there's so many guys on the team, and each position has three guys who are stallions. And it's like, do, are, are you hurt? Okay, well, if you got a concussion, do you go out? Or, or are we really worried about your, your yep. well-being? Or are you going to lose your position? It's just a fascinating look into the beside, behind the scenes of, uh, of college football, you know, JUCO college football, and uh, uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. I love it, man. I love it. Scotty Cooper, you watching anything, brother? Besides Frazier? Besides Frazier? <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm still on Frazier. <laughs> okay, still You're going to be there a while. Yeah, it's a are. lot of seasons, yes. man. But I'm, I'm excited because uh, I don't know if you guys watch it, but Orange is the New Black, I think their new season comes out on Friday. Oh, yeah? Their final I, uh, season. I've only watched the first season. Pretty pretty good? I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I always enjoyed watching it. Is it? What is this? Are they four seasons in now? It's like seven. Oh, really? They're that far? Okay. Okay. Orange is the New Black. It's, the final, it's the final season. I mean, I've got to see how it ends, I guess. But then I'm, uh, I've am i been watching, rewatching. Dexter, too, if any of you guys watched that. I liked Dexter a lot, except for the fact that every episode after you got used to it, it just had that same plain formula. It, like, right at the beginning, you're like, yep, Sons that's, of Anarchy that's the that guy he's going to kill. Yeah. And then you just watch, wait for him to tape the guy up eventually and stab him. Uh, oh, yeah, it kind of went down after, like, season four. Yeah. That's what I heard. A lot of people okay. are. It yeah. got yeah. super predictable. Yeah. And the final season was like, what was that? It's kind of like the Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, terrible. Hey, what would you think about Cotillion real quick? Uh, if I could sum it up in one word, it would be magical. Awesome. My it. man. I love it. My man. I'm really glad Sink. that you could be there with us, buddy. Yeah, you awesome. really did. You You're made funny, it, You made it a great time. You're we had a funny, good, dude. Good time. <laughs> Uh, I didn't, I my didn't pick make is, it. Uh, do you, do you, uh, do you got a pick? You watching anything? Oh, dude. Uh, while you guys were at the uh, Hoosier Catalata uh, Ding Dong, <laughs> I was stuck here all weekend, Friday, all day Saturday. Uh, but all day Saturday when I was here, I watched hours of uh, Mystery Science Theater. Oh, that's a good one. I love Mystery. I, 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 I don't know what made me think of it, but yeah. Didn't they do a reboot? Are they on they Netflix? Did, they're doing like a reboot with like Patton Oswalt or yeah. something. Oh, really? Well, I'm talking about the old yeah. like early 90s okay. Mike Nelson sure. days. Oh, sure. Loved it. Awesome, man. Was, was it on a straight? Was it, what's it on? Or do you just, oh, have, I just, you just have it? YouTube. Everything. Okay. All right. Right on. <laughs> Somebody was Why talking not? about MST3K, the movie, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, I watched a bunch of those episodes. I don't know that I've ever seen the movie, and, and I... I I like this guy's taste. Yes. He's like, it's one of the funniest yeah. movies I've ever seen that's, in my that's life. That's what so made to, me want to watch it. I need to go check it out myself. I watched um, a, an interesting one. I, I didn't even really know what I was in for, but it's called On Yoga, The Architecture of Peace. And it follows this photographer. And this guy has taken some of the most famous 
you know, covers for Life magazine, Time magazine, like just amazing portrait photographer. And so he kind of uh, is following his um, 10-year journey through yoga. He had gotten – he had like an injury that uh, basically paralyzed one of his arms and was completely, uh, you know, affecting his ability to be a good photographer. And uh, so he found through yoga he was able to to reclaim kind of power over his arm. But the beauty of the movie is just it follows the photography, has a bunch of these pictures, but the cinematics and when they go see some of these yogis in in India sitting in a cave meditating and the shots and just the color saturation of these guys sitting in a dark cave, it's a beautiful movie to watch. Like, you know, it's is it the most captivating story about, you know, an artist or or, you know, you know me, I'm into the art documentaries, you know. Um, and I was totally drawn to this guy's art, but um, that's what made the movie beautiful was just the cinematography of it. It's really nice. On yoga, the architecture piece, it's amazing. So good. Very uh, cool. Actually, I, I, I did watch a, a little flick over the weekend, and I pulled some sound from it. I think you'll like it here. Let's listen to it. I always wanted to be Chandler from Friends. I wanted to be the guy that had kind of a smart-ass quip. And the really good ones, the really the guys that are really good at that, the guys and gals that are really good at that, they say it, and the people around them still know that they're loved. Chandler would never say this. And I feel like maybe I've been on got. tilt here lately. What f***ing jerk off throws their f***ing trash all over the goddamn ditch? <laughs> Suckers. That's the best. Man. What a follow-up. So, you know, I just want to be Chandler. I'm talking about love. They still know they're loved. A little off I'm tilt. a little bit on tilt. What the Oh, it does make you mad, it's though. Embarrassing. Oh, so good. That, yeah, I keep no. a I keep a little bag in my car, and it, it just I'm finished with a bottle of water. It goes in a little bag. Yeah, it's no easy. Doubt. That's easy. Easy. Yep. Too easy. Ross uh, Ross G says, uh, "Great seeing Seth at the Cotillion too." Oh yeah, never mind. He failed. <laughs> so, I love that guy. I, dude, I love that you know guy what I was so going to do? Great all weekend. He's so good. He had me dying. Dude. Yeah. I should I should tell everybody now my big plan because originally I was going to be able to make it out for Saturday. Before I had to be here. And everybody gave me a bunch of stink about not making it last year. So I was going to say, I announced yeah. on the air like a month ago, two months ago. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be there. Ugh. You said you were going to go. Because of the pressure. I was going to show up with the uh, glasses and the mustache and the nose disguise. Oh, yeah. Gonna and I, was, I wasn't going to acknowledge it at all. And, and then at the very end of the night, like take them <laughs> off. and like, it was me yeah. the whole time. And I was him. looking forward to that day-long joke. <laughs> Actually, and, that would have played. That would have, that would have played. If you would have come, we would have been full. If you would have come after we got off the water, with yeah. the, you, we would have totally thought yeah. you were one of the Marks you, brothers. You, you were your brother. Groucho Marks all day. His brother, Meth Gabriel. Look at that. Dr. Tiffany Jones is going to get in on a sponsorship for the uh, Wash Tournament on a box oh, and a free wow. visit for the silent auction. Guys, that's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, hey, if and, you're. And uh, Missy B says, we don't want to hear your S, Seth. Ooh. Big, big liar. Hey, I'm on fire after this week. I am too. I am. I'm lit up. Um, everything that I, I saw out of all of our little sophisticated Hoosier family, um, it solidified everything I was hoping and dreaming that my life could be, mm-hmm. not even what this could be. I didn't know what this could be. We're in the basement being jackals. We didn't know what this could be. Now I'm seeing what it can be, and I'm realizing how this ripple effect through all these people that we're learning and loving and having these real conversations with and creating lifelong lasting memories with Mm -hmm. these people in some of the most beautiful, energetic places on earth. It's only getting better. And and it's because of you guys. And I mean, we started with love as a foundation, man. And we ended up building something that was really beautiful, man. It was really beautiful. Um, 
And I, I want to shout out because everybody's been on fire tonight with the interview and everything. Everybody following along. It makes our show when you guys are, are, are following along and and giving us you know got the questions, got everything else. And Truman's and Soulard makes that makes that text line possible. And they've got some of the best food in Soulard. I can't believe it took me so long to eat there. I'd had drinks there and everything. Oh, buddy. The first time I ate there, I'm like, oh, this is a little hidden gem. Oh, buddy. If you haven't gone down to Truman's and Soulard and jammed on some of their grub. Yeah, you're missing out. The cheese curds, and I'm a cheese curd kind of sir. I, me too, buddy. <laughs> I I get, look at me. <laughs> I I've never walked past a block of cheese. It's never happened. <laughs> no block of cheese is safe around me. They have awesome food. I mean, and follow them. Follow them on Facebook. Lifetime Roofing. Roof, roof. They, they can handle all of your exterior needs. We're trying to find a network, a little economy that we can build here. There are five people biscuit. from the Cotillion last year that work with or for lifetime roofing in some capacity. How about that? That's how that's how strong these relationships were built. Missy B says the school for unconditional love. And that was the that was the beginning, brother. That was the that first was, fan page. That, that was, was the, the first, first fan, page, fan man. page, man. It was the fan page for the changing station, the school for unconditional love. It's what we've preached. And I God, think we were was, bozos. I think there was a but I think there was a bunch of it out there. Yeah. I think I think the right people bought into a couple yep. of weirdos. And uh it's humbling, man. It's humbling to there were plenty of times where uh, throughout this weekend where I felt as loved as I've ever felt in my life and as important to people as I've ever felt in my life. And then I had a hard time reconciling that responsibility because I felt for a minute, I just felt like, oh, man, like it's you, all can't, on you, you buddy. can't have too much fun here because all of these people have entrusted you to, to, to make this place safe, to make this place – it was it, it, it was a heavy burden for a minute, and it was it was weird that it came as a result of all of feeling the love of all of these conversations. I made it the point. I'll bet I walked five to ten miles this week, and I'm not oh, kidding. Easy. From the from the Spongle Zone, no flat to the, end, to the other end of camp, everything's on a hill. I'm on a bum wheel, but I was like, I felt like I just wanted to bounce around to every tent and make sure that everybody that I got a piece of everybody's time and everybody got a piece of my time, and that they knew. System hacked. I know. And that they knew how much they meant to me. I wanted them to all know how much they meant to me, how much uh, they made me feel that I meant to them, and um, and that's what Cotillion was all about, man. I've never laughed so hard in my life. I've never hugged with such sincerity in all of my life. I cried with a gentleman. It was, dude. I I I wept. <laughs> cried before I left gentleman. yesterday morning. I wept like ugly cried. I it was it was the weirdest thing ever, buddy. And we did it. And I love you, little freak love party too, in the baby. woods, man. And. Uh, dragging 50 who there was a point in the day where i was standing down there and i saw about 50 hoosiers just dragging down the water they made it they were coming around the bend ragtag group of hoosiers that was just so cool drunk on love man just drunk on so love cool. it was the best weekend ever bell chiropractic in sd <clears throat> bell, bell chiro stl.com get your uh, medical cards there. go get your medical cards there that's where they're helping you out they're going to adjust your back they're going to get you right you've been in an accident go see them if you need some testosterone get them pumped up yeah pumped up in there baby sorry, sorry. <clears throat> carltoninsurance.net if you're not insured by them you're not insured properly check out james carlton insurance 314-961-4800 lifetime stl put a roof on your joint they'll put siding on your joint and they'll make sure that you feel good about doing business they're as good as they come go google them all right 
rose extermination. We love them. They're going to come kill your bugs and get those just annoying little guys out of your life. Ugh. Okay? Truman's in Soulard. It's a place to hang. It's got great food, great drink specials, lovely wait staff, and uh, it's a good time, man. We love you guys. This weekend was humbling, and you uh, sticking around for this whole show was humbling, and we hope we can only build from here. Be well, Sam Hills.